What's up, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of Blame It on the Stars, an astrology podcast here to give you all the tea on what's happening in the universe. So, you know, you can blame your problems on the stars. I'm your co-host, Jade. And I'm your co-host, Kara. And together we are... The Astro Babes. Or, you know, Astro Millennials on Instagram if you want to give us like a little follow. It doesn't matter if you're new to astrology or super advanced. We keep it simple here and everybody is welcome in our Astro fam. Three, two, one. Happy New Year. Hello, everybody. Hello, Star Squad. No one told me if you like that name or not, so I'm still going to call you that anyway. Welcome back to another episode of Blame It on the Stars podcast. And today, Kara and I are here with some cool news, some good, good, good news. What is that news? This hellhole of year, 2020, is pretty much it's over it's over this is the last episode of 2020 and that is honestly just so wild to think about and we are so excited for a whole new year of new transits that are significantly better than the ones this year were so for once we'll have some good things to tell you all yeah my head still like january was still like a month away but no that's not true at all and i just i can't believe it i can't believe it's almost here but it's also really exciting for us too because now we can you know come here with your little astro weather reports with some good news because honestly it was pretty tough in 2020 and we had some tough news to break to you all but luckily that's going to be over because 2021 is a much better year overall than 2020 was yeah I remember on our first episode we were like ready to go and then we were talking about a mercury retrograde and then the next week everything in the world changed and we were like great this is how it's going to be isn't it every single week we're gonna have to sit here and deliver some bad news to everyone we really did not pick the best year to start a podcast but also at the same time like I wouldn't trade it for anything else you know (laughs) get get the bad news out the way first That's so true, though. Like, I literally had no idea that this is how this was going to go. And if you think about it, too, when Jade and I started this podcast, we still were so new. So we weren't really looking that far ahead into the astrology, I don't think. Maybe like a month or two. But then as we started the podcast, we really had to like dive deep into the future. And that's when we realized that like what we had just started was going to be just an ongoing mess of reports. But like I said, all of that will be concluding soon and we'll have a lot more you know good news in 2021 for you all yeah so with that being said we kind of just wanted our final episode of 2020 to be a cute little wrap-up of everything that went down in this year because honestly this year has been extremely transformative it has been honestly just a wild ride from start to finish from like literally what was it like obviously covid but then also what's his face in korea faking his own death There are just so many obscure, wild things that happened in this year, and the astrology supported it all, unfortunately, so I think it'll be nice to do a little wrap-up as well as give you a little sneak peek as to what's to come in 2021, but if you're a little impatient and kind of want the full inside scoop on all that 2021 entails, we have some good news for you. 
We are almost done. Well, at the time of this recording, hopefully it's up on our website. But as of right now, we are pretty much at adding like the final touches to our 2021 astrological guide. Jade and I have been working so hard on this literally since November. And we have had to recruit so many people from our own lives to help us get this done. Shout out to Jade's sister who's literally editing everything. Like also she's a Gemini, Sun, Capricorn, Moon, I believe and she is really going hard on those edits and I am so grateful because I am a mess (laughs) and we really needed that but yeah we've been working so hard and we're so excited to have it up it's similar in you know it's like a similar vibe to what we do on the podcast where we give you very straightforward I guess interpretations of all the transits what to expect but we also have special pages dedicated to the new moons full moons eclipses stuff like that and also all of the retrogrades so there's actually quite a bit of information in it so we highly recommend you get it if you've been thinking about it yeah it's really great if you're someone who likes to plan ahead or is just someone who's really nosy and wants to know like what's in store because you'll be able to look at it and see like why October is a little bit of a an interesting vibe but also at the same time so is April but then December looks crisp and good and fresh and then there's a little a little good vibe in May you'll get to know why those things are the way that they are as well as just an inside scoop on literally every transit that there is as well as some cute little key dates so those are really cute and I am proud of those ones so if you're someone who wakes up one day and you're just like wow like Why do I feel so bold? You can open up your astrological guidebook and take a look at what today or that day is and it'll say why you might be feeling so bold as well as what you should kind of do for that day if you catch my drift. So it's really cute. We've been working really, really hard on it and I think you all will like it. So yeah, check it out, astromillennials.com. Before we get into our 2020 year in review, I just wanted to quickly shout out something that Jade and I said in, I believe, last week's episode, which had to do with Saturn in Aquarius. So if you didn't know already, IG, Instagram, the gram has updated their terms and conditions and a lot of people had some stuff to say because it was dealing with like user privacy and, you know, just basically it highlighted some of the issues, I guess, with social media and what companies are able to do with the data that those apps collect. And we had actually predicted this with Saturn and Aquarius because we were saying that there was going to be a lot of changes on social social media especially regarding like restrictions because that's what Saturn deals with specifically and I just wanted to point out the fact that we literally already saw that happening but I don't think that it's the end of it and that we will continue to see a lot of changes in the way that social media is being used and also in the regulations specifically. Yeah I know even Twitter now has fleets aka stories which I love because that was the only reason I stayed on Instagram because I don't have Snapchat so Thank you for the fleets, but also with the voice feature, I know that there's a new app called Clubhouse that's out where people can sort of speak instead of type, which a lazy bitch like me loves because I really sometimes hate sitting there and writing, but I'd rather speak. That's why we do podcasting, you know? Yeah, it's really interesting to see how already these changes are already starting to come true. And again, promo for that 2021 PDF. If we're already on the money with our predictions, I think you'll like what the book has to say. 
as well as what we always have to say. You know, I hope. I hope you all enjoy it and take us seriously. But I think with that being said, let's let's reflect. Let's take a little trip down memory lane, shall we? So in 2020, I feel like I'm literally like one of those Spotify, Snapchat people being like, in 2020, you survived three Mercury retrogrades, a Venus retrograde, and a Mars retrograde. And honestly, Mercury retrogrades happen all the time, but I will say some of these ones were a little bit more spicy than usual because of the way that they were impacting the other planets. I know what was it the mercury retrograde in the summer the one that happened during my birthday that one was pretty wild because we saw that covid regulations were constantly in a push pull if they were gonna you know loosen up or tighten up no one really knew what was gonna happen it was really i don't know interesting and memorable compared to other mercury retrogrades yeah i'll never forgive 2020 for the mercury retrograde that happened in the fall where it literally deleted my audio i don't know if you all listened to the episode it was quite a while ago but when i tell you that mercury retrograde was happening i literally saved our like podcast episode and it saving it literally deleted my audio and that was very on brand for mercury retrograde but it also was like such a dramatic i don't know manifestation of it so that one was probably the roughest for me on like a personal level just in case anyone was wondering yeah wasn't the first one too also in the very beginning of the pandemic I'm pretty sure it was like early winter or like spring and I just remember that one was just also a hot mess I remember physically feeling like a hot mess during that mercury retrograde the very first one of the year yeah I think it was because it was one of our first episodes actually Aww. (laughs) Yeah, and similarly, we also experienced a Venus retrograde. Venus deals with relationships. And honestly, I really liked this Venus retrograde. That's probably a hot take. But I felt like the Venus retrograde and its alignment with quarantine and everything in the pandemic was really nice. I noticed that during this time, a lot of people sort of pulled back on the things that they wanted in relationships and started to realize their worth like not even just in my own life but in my friends lives I know we were all reading and glowing up I even know too that is when I brought back my winged eyeliner and found a makeup look that worked for me again so if we think about Venus dealing with beauty and bringing back old beauty techniques I really benefited from that Venus retrograde but I think overall its alignment with quarantine was actually pretty nice a lot of people were having a lot of realizations about like codependency and relationships it was really nice yeah I was gonna say that that was around the time when the what is it the love languages and the attachment styles like really blew up like this year like I feel like I knew what the attachment styles were but like it just everyone was talking about it like it became common knowledge if you had like an anxious attachment style I forgot what the other ones were but that really blew up and also now that we are sitting here reflecting I'm also realizing that when love readings and all of that got really out of hand on Twitter I guess was around the time of the Venus retrograde where everyone was just pushing out like love content especially in terms of like tarot and twin flame stuff like all of that was extremely prominent then and since it's kind of like died out a little bit like there's still like you know twin flame accounts and people you know tweeting love readings but like the obsession and the drive towards it has sort of like faded away since then yeah I know we're not 
we're not talking too far into the future right now, but there will be another Venus retrograde in 2021. I don't want to spoil too much, but I honestly think it'll be, I think it might compete with this one. I think it might outdo it, but honestly, yeah. It'll be such a different vibe, I think, because there's two signs. I'm not going to spoil it, but the sign it was in this year and the sign it's in next year is very different in my opinion. Yeah, I think it'll be nice and it'll be fun to see how much more we continue to change. But the one retrograde that really fucked everyone up this year was that Mars retrograde. Oh my god, I don't think I hated a transit more than I hated that one. So in case no one remembers, or if you need a little refresh, Mars, the planet of aggression and motivation, was in the sign, or still is technically, in the sign of Aries, which is a very hot-headed, impulsive energy when you put Mars in that place, and When Mars first moved into Aries, that was around the time that we started to see the protesting really take form in all types of protests. This was like literally the Black Lives Matter protest, the COVID protest, the mask protest. People protested literally anything and everything once Mars went into Aries. But then that Mars retrograde was a time when literally everyone just felt like we were going in reverse. And... I know a lot of people had said that this Mars and Aries transit very closely correlates to COVID and the pandemic. That was when sort of we started to see the numbers rise again, but also at the same time, things continued to open up. And I really, if I had to pick a transit that I hated the most, it was that Mars retrograde. Yeah, same. I also regularly think about what my life would have been like if I didn't know anything about astrology and literally had to go through that without knowing about Mars retrograde because it really was so tough, especially because it was in like, I want to say like the middle of the semester too, where you just like have so much work if you're a student, you know what I'm talking about, where it's just like the most stressful time of the year and then Mars is retrograde and then you just can't do anything that you want to do. And just like, you know, most of the transits in 20. 20 like Mars in Aries itself isn't even like a bad thing it was just everything that was going on in Capricorn that it was squaring that really just made it a lot more worse I guess if that makes any sense at all just because the aspects were so harsh that we weren't really able to enjoy Mars being in its home sign yeah so specifically we saw that Capricorn trifecta, as I have been calling it, which was Saturn, the planet of karma and restrictions and blockages, Jupiter, the planet of growth and expansion, and Pluto, the planet of death and rebirth and transformation, all were vibing out in the sign of Capricorn, which already deals with authority, government, and it deals with karma. So you saw a lot of political changes a lot of changes in just the way that we deal with work and authority. And those three planets formed a square to Mars. Mars dealing with aggression, Saturn dealing with karma. We saw a lot of aggression and anger and big dramatic karmic changes in society. It was really just a rough time, I remember too. This was one of my first predictions that I made very confidently on the podcast, which was that there was going to be a lot of symbolic buildings burning and a lot of symbolic fires. This aligned with the Australia wildfires. This aligned with so many other buildings being burned down 
that was really just a wild, physical, real-ass manifestation of that square. It was wild. Yeah, there were a lot of, like, literal manifestations of things. If you've been, you know, with us for this journey of 2020, then you know exactly what we're talking about because that Mars retrograde, the fires, even, like, the protests and everything just lined up so literally. Like, I don't I don't even know. I don't even think I have anything to add. just wanted to point that out because it really is wild how astrology really like mirrors life yeah especially I don't know how this impacted your chart specifically but it was falling into my third house if we're using the Placidus system and I got canceled for the first time several times actually Even if it wasn't like big scale canceling, it was me speaking impulsively, you know, Mars transiting your third house, Mars in Aries, impulsive sign, third house communication. So I was speaking kind of impulsively and getting the back end of it, even if it meant a tweet going viral that people didn't necessarily have too much of a problem with, but I felt stupid for sharing. It was very interesting to see karma come and slap me in the face for speaking too impulsively with that transit so thankful that that's over and I'm ready for Mars to be in my fourth house and let's spice up some family functions I guess like you know (laughs) for me the Mars retrograde really manifested kind of strangely it was supposed to be well not that it was supposed to be it was technically in my seventh house but If you were to like do it from my son, it was in my 12th house and it definitely felt like more of a 12th house transit than a 7th house transit. I don't really know why it like happened that way, but I can tell you that most of my relationships, etc. were like fine. It really was like I was having crazy dreams and I was also doing a lot of like work and like growing spiritually during that time. So for some reason that one really just manifested more based off of where my son was, which is a really interesting observation because I never would have thought to you know have looked there so that's just a little reminder too that checking your horoscope for your sun sign sometimes can still be really good I know a lot of people even Jade and I always say check your horoscope based on your rising sign but sometimes your sun really can you know hit different and be accurate so definitely don't you know overlook it if you have I don't know like if you're into that and you haven't been looking at it as we mentioned Saturn did briefly move into Aquarius in Honestly, right when we started this podcast, which was very hard for us for our second episode, don't listen to it, but our second episode to just have to go in and talk about such a major transit like that. And then it eventually retrograded back into Capricorn. Didn't that happen like three times? I feel like it happened a good amount of times where Saturn would tease us by going into Aquarius, then back into Capricorn again. And that was the... The like again, it's closely connected to the protests, but we started to see people really value a collective mindset and sort of want to work together. We saw a lot of people coming together for the common good, which, as we mentioned in one of the previous episodes, that is going to be a very big theme for the new year is working together as a collective. But we kind of got a little sneak preview of that this year. 
Yeah, that's exactly what I was going to say, that we saw, you know, some foreshadowing to what was going to be going on now with Saturn actually in Aquarius. It clearly had some unfinished business, which is why I had to retrograde back into Capricorn. But we really will be moving on from that. We actually already have moved on from that, actually. It's definitely going to be in Aquarius for a good time now. So yeah, that's really exciting. Again, we were we will definitely continue to see a shift towards a more collective mindset. And overall, there will be a more focus on growth and ideas and technology and being progressive and things like that. And as we mentioned, that might not always be easy, but ultimately it will be really important in terms of our growth as a society too because we're talking about an outer planet transit meaning that it's affecting us on a collective scale that doesn't mean that you know you won't feel it on a personal level but overall there will be a lot of changes like a lot you know larger like beyond what we see yeah so it's really interesting as we mentioned Aquarius deals a lot with humanitarianism and social justice and we did see the like beginning of well I hate to say the beginning of the re-spark, the rebirth of the social justice movement and more of a push towards, you know, social justice in general. But I know that in particular, and even just the astrology community alone, we started to see more of a shift towards crediting black astrologers for their work, as well as, you know, continuing to amplify black voices in astrology, because this is a very white dominated field. And it's time that we bring some equality into astrology it's been like that in every type of community we're starting to see more of a push for that and I think it's really nice and I'm excited to see what Saturn in Aquarius is going to continue to to do what it's going to continue to bring similarly if you remember well we talked about that Capricorn trifecta but there was quite a few conjunctions Saturn Pluto conjunctions Jupiter Pluto conjunctions conjunctions are basically when the planets are basically right on top of each other so it makes the energy very prominent a lot of people say that this is what actually caused the pandemic this is what predicted the pandemic because it happened right when the pandemic started at the pretty much almost exact same time so we see jupiter bringing growth and expansion this was a global pandemic expansion across the nations across the globe pluto rebirth transformation capricorn karma i think i've said enough you can put all that together Yeah, I think that Chris Brennan actually has a chart where it is like, I don't know, it's like comparing when the conjunctions happened to, you know, events with COVID. I can put that in the description if I can find it. If you want to see that little chart, that graph, I'll try to link it below for you all if you are curious. But a lot of people have seen a huge correlation between Jupiter, Saturn, and Pluto and the conjunctions and all of that and, you know, the virus. But I do just want to say that you know, that's not true for every single place in the world. Like, I definitely think it's true for the US, but there are some other countries. I'm thinking about Australia specifically, but I'm sure that's not the only one where they actually handled, 
you know, COVID more aggressively in the beginning and now aren't in as bad of a state anymore. So it does depend, I guess, depending on where you live, where you're coming from. But I know that in the U.S. specifically, it was very much so aligned. Yeah, so... Speaking of things that were happening in Capricorn, we also had a big shift that I was thankful for, which was the change in the nodes. This happens every year and a half. This is where our eclipses are coming from, and we were moving out of the Cancer and Capricorn nodes into the Gemini and Sagittarius nodes. So what we saw was beginning in the year, we were experiencing Capricorn and Cancer eclipses, dealing with, you know, our inner world versus our outer world, home life versus work life. We saw, you know, that was the big beginning themes of the year. And then we moved into the Gemini and Sag nodes. And those eclipses were bringing us themes of, finding the truth and getting accurate information, themes with like the media and themes that deal with growth and change. And it was really, the shift came, I feel like at the perfect time when we were just about settled in our home life and our work life with those changes happening that we moved towards, you know, education and truth and the media and information. It all came at a very very good time, you know? Yeah, I was actually so excited for this. And also, by the way, this is going to continue into 2021, where we will keep having eclipses on this axis. And honestly, it's such an exciting time. I really enjoy it, especially because it's falling in my third and ninth house and it's in Gemini and Sagittarius. So like, you know, those areas of my life are really flourishing now. Like as we mentioned, Jade and I started a Reiki course. There's a lot of other things that I want to continue to learn about. Also over this past year, I just tweeted about this actually, how Jade and I have just, you know, went all in and learned everything we needed to know. Like before we started making this book, do you think that either of us had any idea how to make a book? Like no, we had to like do our research. Before we started this podcast, we didn't even know like we didn't have microphones like we had to really learn and teach ourselves a lot of things and that is just very on brand for the nodes to be in Gemini and Sagittarius it's just like increasing our urge to learn and grow and again we're all going through this on a collective level it's really interesting too because if we think about it again using the Placidus system this would be falling in my fifth and 11th house and the fifth house deals with creativity and if any of you follow our blame the stars instagram you'll notice that maybe the posts have changed and it's because i have been teaching myself how to use photoshop and illustrator and i again that's pretty on brand gemini education learning fifth house creativity design graphic design pretty on brand if you ask me so excited to see again like what more changes we're gonna have with all of this and what more we're gonna learn to do i'm thrilled i'm like yeah more about me (laughs) so saturn and aquarius also will be in my fifth house so i just wanted to shout out the similar vibe and how i'm apparently going to be more disciplined in my creative pursuits which is really exciting especially you know since i'm in school for dance and jade and i are so involved in creating content and having this podcast and all these other things. It's really exciting. I also hope that the pandemic ends so that I can really thrive in the external world if we ever actually get to be social again in a way that, you 
know feels normal which I really hope is soon I I honestly know that that might be extremely wishful thinking but just let me live in the delusion for like a second because I really miss being able to do things so I think let's talk a little bit about the future I want to talk about something that Kara and I do actively something that has changed my life and hopefully will change your life which is how to set effective goals for 2021 just in general how to set effective goals for the new years so I'm sure you don't live under a rock and are familiar with what new year's resolutions are but in case you have no idea what that is it is basically this idea that you have one goal that you work towards for all of the year and that is your resolution something you want to change in the new year and I know for a lot of people it doesn't always work it doesn't always happen I know I've had one new year's resolution actually work in my life which was when I was 10 years old which is kind of weird but besides that no other new year's resolution has came true in case anyone was wondering I quit drinking soda when I was 10 and I've never drank soda ever again unless it's like in like a like an alcoholic beverage and I can't really avoid it but anyway in case anyone was wondering to be honest I did it because it was Nick Jonas's like goal and I wanted to try it for myself too (laughs) oh my gosh that's so funny I also don't drink soda so I never would have noticed that if you didn't say it yeah But anyway, most people can't follow through on their New Year's resolutions. If you can, more power to you. Congrats. But if you're, you know, like me, who is always like, okay, this year is going to be the year that I like actually learn to start running and that I never run. We have some, some, some ideas for you, some ways to make your goal setting a little bit more effective. So manifesting. I'm sure you might be familiar with that. Maybe you're not. Manifesting is kind of this idea that anything you want, you can make happen if you just physically believe that it is inevitable. You can speak it into existence and those things will come true. So manifesting lists, that is what we're talking about for goal setting for the new year. It is essentially what you're going to do is going to be to write down a list of every single thing you want to feel, everything you want to accomplish, but in the present tense. So just to give an example, I'm going to make something up. If I was to start making my 2021 list, I would say I wake up every morning and drink a gallon of water. (laughs) Or I drink water, I am so hydrated, and my skin is glowing from how much water I drink and how hydrated I am. You know, that's just a a shitty example, but that's an example. Instead of saying my New Year's resolution is to drink more water, I'm writing it down in a list, basically describing what the results are like, what my life is like now that I drink more water. It's making it a present moment thing and making it sort of an inevitable thing that'll happen in the new year, something that will just happen on its own because you're speaking it into existence, if that makes any sense. Yeah, like writing it in the present tense really is key, especially in terms of manifesting. I know people say that a lot, so you might have heard that already, but I really just wanted to emphasize that. And also, if you're someone like me who has, you know, a lot of earth energy, sometimes it can be a bit... 
I don't know, intimidating to write things down when you aren't entirely sure how it could happen. So I just wanted to validate those feelings for anyone who, you know, has some trouble, you know, dreaming, I guess, or someone who just takes on a more practical perspective to things. Like, this really is your time to just go all in and just see what could happen. Let yourself indulge in the fantasy a little bit because allowing yourself to do so will really help you to put yourself into like that vibration and to really believe in what you're writing it down and writing it down really is important I know that I like to you know say things in my head especially like affirmations and whatever but like writing it down is a really good way to make it permanent and also hold yourself accountable because you can literally see it there and then of course if you change your mind on some things or if something doesn't work out like that's fine but if you're really in the mood you know to manifest to set goals for next year I just highly recommend that you do it of course you don't have to we say this all the time do what you want it's your life but if you are feeling it I definitely recommend also writing it down for that you know benefit of being able to see it there and you know be able to reference it in the future I also think that you could type them like in your notes app or in a doc or something as well Yeah, so I was actually just pulling up my 2020 goals from last year that I typed in my notes app. And the thing is, is you don't have to just do this for one specific goal. You can do this for so many things in your life. I know that my list is so long. I have so many things in here. It's insane. And most of them, pretty much almost all of them have come true. Besides, you know, certain ones that say like, I traveled the world with yeah, that, that obviously that one obviously didn't happen. But most of these ones are good. You can even talk about, you know, things that you feel like things that you want to, you know, like physically feel in yourself. Like, for example, I wrote that I feel more energized and inspired. That is like something that you can put into your thing. You don't have to just do this as like, I will have a million dollars in a year. You can say like, I feel inspired by the career path that I have every day. You can put so many different things in your list. There's really no limit. But I do want to mention that the cool thing with having the list is you can quite literally forget that it exists and just watch it kind of unfold on its own. I know that I haven't looked at my list until this year and it's insane to see how much of it has come true just to give, you know, a little a little example. Even this one, I didn't even think that this was going to be possible, which obviously this happened pre-pandemic, but I I produced an evening length piece in a theater Basically, I created my own dance performance that happened in the very beginning of 2020. I didn't even think that that was going to be possible, but it did occur. Similarly, I wrote that Kara and I will launch our podcast in our list, and obviously that has occurred. But back then, we didn't even think that that was going to even happen. We weren't even sure if it was going to happen because I was working crazy hours. Kara was in London. We had no idea that this podcast would even be possible, but all I did was write it in this list and you're listening to this podcast now, aren't you? So just goes to show you the power of manifestation. And I also want to emphasize, I guess, the power of detachment from your goals because it can be so easy to just get so hung up on like, you know, like, I'm going to drink more water, I'm going to drink more water, I'm going to drink more water, that you stress yourself out. It's like those, you know, I've been this person, maybe you've been this person where you're like, I'm going to go to the gym, I'm going to go to the gym, I'm going to go to the gym. And like January and February, you go so hard and then you just completely 
give up at that point. The beauty of this list is it's not threatening. It's not like restrictive. I can just write down that I feel good in my body and I exercise more frequently. And that is significantly less intense than being like, I go to the gym seven days a week. And that is my New Year's resolution is to go to the gym every day. Like it's more calming in a way and you can kind of forget about it and come back to it whenever you want. Yeah, I feel like that was one of my biggest lessons I think of 2020 was the fact that it's really important to trust the process and not rush things. I felt like especially during the Mars retrograde and all the squares to Saturn and all of that, I just wanted everything like right now, which is very Mars and Aries of me. But I feel like it's really important to kind of also relay I guess the message that you know things take time that everything happens when it's meant to happen so that's why detachment from your manifestations these resolutions whatever you want to call it is really important because it opens up your mind and your heart to allow this to happen or to allow what you wrote down to happen in a way that you might not have originally imagined or expected and again like Jade mentioned having more I don't know, I guess open-minded or like open phrases, I guess, on your list can be really beneficial too because it would allow for, again, different ways for that to come true for you in a way that isn't as like stressful or, you know, a way that doesn't feel like you're putting a lot of pressure on yourself, but rather in a way that allows things to flow a bit more easily for you. Yeah, so I want to mention that I'm trying – I am doing the list this year, but I am trying something a little bit different and adding some mantras I plan to incorporate throughout the new year. And if anyone else wants to try that as well, feel free. But basically, they're just little sayings for me to remember – throughout the entire new year, things that will help me work on my goals, things that will help me become the person that I want to be by the end of next year. And yeah, we'll see how that one works out. But the list is still there. But the mantras are also an added touch too. So I'm like, yeah, this year I actually had my mantras or like affirmations in my reminders so they would pop up throughout the day at like a certain time. Not like all at the same time, but I have like one at like 10 10 a.m. and the other one goes at 1 p.m. So if you're interested in doing something like that and that, you know, notification isn't going to annoy you because there was a point where I got annoyed and turned it off. But like to set the reminder in your phone or to have it like on your background or, you know, a sticky note on your laptop can be a really good way to kind of remind yourself and keep yourself on track especially if you're writing down mantras and you know things like that affirmations too I would not recommend doing that for your whole list because again we're trying to practice detachment but in terms of like again affirmations mantras things that you want to repeat yourself having it visible in your life will be really beneficial as well yeah just to keep you on track in case you know you're in the middle of a stressful day at work and then next thing you know you get a little reminder that just says something like take a second to breathe that'll be really nice and refreshing and obviously they're not going to be like a reminder that says like I wake up so hydrated and my skin is glistening from how much water I drink like it's not gonna pop up like that but it'll be it's a nice reminder or even if it's just a reminder that says like take a sip of water you know Let's talk a little bit about some 2021 expectations, some things to think about for the new year, some things we'll see with the astrology. Obviously, we're not going to give away the full tea, 
but we did in the 2021 PDFs. So if you go ahead and purchase those, they're very affordable. You'll have the entire inside scoop. But if you're a little impatient and we're already here, we might as well talk. So some things that I am expecting to see within the new year is basically going to be the unexpected. I think that 2021 is going to bring a lot of change. A lot of shifts are going to be happening. We're going to experience a lot of just changes in society, changes in technology, changes in, again, like social justice, activism, changes in friendship. I think friendship transformations is going to be a huge theme. I remember there's one month somewhere that I wrote that in the 2021 PDF that we'll see a lot of a lot of changes in who are who's in our inner circle, who we allow in our inner circle, whether that be adding more friends, changing friends, expanding your social network or cutting some people off that might occur I'm honestly expecting that to happen in 2021 on a personal level like not necessarily a global level yeah especially because the mercury retrogrades are all going to be in air signs and then we have saturn and aquarius there really is a very big emphasis on that type of energy meaning anything that deals with again social media technology our friendships the way that we communicate learning new things all of that, there's going to be a lot of growth. I know people have been saying this, a lot of astrologers have been saying this already, but 2020 really was the year where a lot of things, you know, had to get knocked down. And then in 2021, we will be rebuilding those things and moving on and seeing progress. And 2021, again, is a mixed bag, but it is still is significantly better, you know, subjectively, I guess, than 2020. And then 2022 is really when we get to see, you know, we get to enjoy ourselves a bit more. So just know that about 2021 that there are a lot of good things to expect, but there still will be a lot of rebuilding that needs to be done. Yeah, it's just like any project in life. So obviously I'm going to reference HGTV being that I am a cancer, but if you think about those home renovation shows, they'll sometimes buy a really like a home that needs a little help, a home that needs fixing, and then they'll tear the whole thing down. So all that is left is just, you know, the structure of it. And then they go through the renovation process. And sometimes the renovation process isn't as pretty, but it's a time where we have the chance to really sculpt things into what we want it to be. That was kind of 2020 was the demolition. It was demo day, you know, when the property brothers are knocking down the old kitchen so that way they can build a new kitchen with an island and 2021 will be that renovation stage where we can start to see things coming together you know maybe the walls get painted but the floors aren't the floors we want it to be yet you know it's all about that rebuild process so that way by 2022 we'll have like a new home and it'll be brand new and flourishing so 2021 honestly expect to have some changes in society but it's just for our improvement in life but Other things that I think we're going to see is we're going to be challenging the norm in society, societal norms in general. Uh, I honestly predicted in one of the past episodes we'll see a shift towards more self-employment. And I think those will be some big themes that we'll see is things with self-employment, where we spend our money, all of that good stuff, but also changes in the way that we learn things. You know, Kara and I had mentioned we're learning a lot of things independently and you're starting to see people do that as well. However, I do know a lot of people who went back to school or are taking online classes of some sort. So I think 
we'll continue to see more of that stuff happen too. Yeah, especially because we have Uranus, which again is the planet of unexpected changes in Taurus. And then Saturn in Aquarius, they will be square. You know, both of those signs are fixed signs. So a lot of the changes that we will be seeing are really going to be kind of drastic. Like Taurus really deals with what is familiar with us. So, you know, we really are getting rid of the old. What is that saying? Like out with the old, in with the new. Like that's really what's about to happen because a lot of the changes are going to be in areas of our life that have been stable for so long. And like Jade was saying with her HGTV example, like we are sort of at that point where you know everything is knocked down or where you're in that phase of your makeup where everything looks like a disaster but just because it hasn't been finished yet like because you haven't been able to like put on that eyeliner or put on the lashes to really complete the look like those finishing touches haven't been put on yet so know that you know things might look a bit chaotic or they might be you know a bit unstable and that might continue a little bit longer but that's definitely not something to you know be panicked about also we quite literally are living through a pandemic so it's really important to you know be kind to yourself and to trust the process because there's a lot of changes coming our way and to kind of you know rely on yourself your inner stability and do what you need to do to take care of yourself will be really important that's important always but I felt like with these transits too it's really important to mention that when you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Should we get into some questions? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Question number one. What do we have to look forward to in 2021? So as we mentioned, you know, we're going to see a lot of changes in society. Good changes. Some changes might be a little intense, but we'll see some good changes happening. As far as certain astrological transits or just things to look forward to in general, I think we can look forward to, as I mentioned, a change in our friendships, a more like a shift towards community, towards group work, group origins and stuff like that. I can also low-key see the continued rise in spirituality. I have some opinions about that that maybe I'll save for another day, but I can see a rise in spirituality. And yeah, that is what I am looking forward to in 2021. As far as what you should look forward to in 2021, I think just change and embracing change with an open mind and open attitude and yeah community friendship yeah on a similar vibe I guess to your comment about spirituality and that type of growth I do think that one of the things that I'm looking forward to the most actually is Jupiter in Pisces I think that that transit has the potential I guess to really revive the arts but also to kind of allow us to 
as a society really embrace our more creative side and also our spiritual side and things like that and those areas of life generally haven't been emphasized recently especially with everything in Capricorn the focus has been on you know working hard but I think that Jupiter and Pisces will be a really good time to really explore other things and for those pursuits to also be like validated by others because you know as a dance major my whole life people are always like oh so what are you going to do when you graduate and there's like that weird tension where it's like why isn't my art why isn't the things that I enjoy like you know important too and I think that with Jupiter in Pisces it will kind of shift that mindset a little bit towards people being more accepting and more willing to kind of you know go after things for the fun of it and to just kind of enjoy life and again Jupiter does deal with spirituality and religion and things like that so those topics will also be really prevalent during that time as well. Yeah, I remember I tweeted a while back that like in 2021, we'll start to see people doing things because they enjoy it, not because they want to capitalize on it. So as someone who's a Capricorn rising, I have pretty much monetized almost every single one of my hobbies. I got yoga certified and then I became a yoga teacher. I obviously astrology has become you know monetized to an extent there's a lot of things in life like choreography videography all of those things that become monetized I am personally looking forward to bringing back yoga into my life not for the sake of making money off of it but just because I enjoy it and I think a lot of people are going to start doing the same thing as well now that we're kind of getting rid of some of that Capricorn energy and just doing things for the sake of it rather than to make money off of it And more of a push towards workers' rights, I think, will be very prevalent towards the end of 2021 and going into 2022. I'm like, speaking of, this is an unrelated tangent, but I officially like finished my Reiki level two. So I'm officially a Reiki practitioner and I am currently offering like free Reiki sessions. That's mostly because, you know, I need the practice and things like that. But I also have been seriously considering, you know, always making that really affordable, possibly free long term just because I think that, you know, I genuinely enjoy it and I think that it's really beneficial and healing. So if you're interested in that, I also know that you could like write down your manifestations or affirmations during your little session, you know, your New Year's resolutions. That could be a really cute thing to do as well. So if you're interested in some Reiki, it's distance Reiki, which works the same. Again, if you want more details, I will, you know, 100% be willing to talk to you about it. But I did just want to give that little shout out because that is something that I am currently doing for myself and for others for free. And that's a really good point that we probably will see more of that and just you know living life and enjoying things especially because in 2020 Jupiter was in such a bad place it's going to be really refreshing to see it you know doing better and to see it thriving for once so question number two why is everyone saying the astrology of 2021 is better than 2020 so well hopefully this episode has already answered that question but just to give a little recap, basically 2020 was a shit show because we had that Capricorn trifecta basically tearing down everything that we already knew. And we also had the Mars retrograde squaring everything in Capricorn. We had a lot of stuff going on with Capricorn. And then as you mentioned, it started off with those eclipses as well in Cancer and Capricorn. So 
2021 will be better because we are shifting away from that and starting to see, you know, less harsh aspects. I will say that Saturn square Uranus will be probably the big difficult transit of 2021. However, I personally think it's better to have one big difficult transit than to have six or seven difficult transits if you ask me so with that being said I think it'll be nice especially since Saturn kind of deals with restrictions to see how a lot of the other personal planets are going to aspect that Saturn situation very nicely we will see some moments of intensity some changes but overall it's just not as harsh in a way there's less of it compared to 2020 Yeah, because of everything in Capricorn, every single time we had a different planet in a cardinal sign, it really just, again, like I was saying, it wasn't able to, you know, be its best self. So, you know, like Libra season was unusually, you know, like difficult and intense. And that's just like one example. And that's why 2021 is a lot, I don't know, quote unquote, better or lighter or whatever you want to call it than 2020, just because of the intensity of the transits of 2020 were really you know unusual but like jade mentioned luckily moving forward things won't be as intense or as difficult i'm not saying that there aren't any challenging transits because that is a lie that's not true there will be you know difficult transits but like i said it's a mixed bad so there's good ones and bad ones and it's a lot more balanced in 2020 where 2020 was literally bad news after bad news and if you've been listening to this podcast and you literally know that every single week like there was literally a point where jade and i were like yep we're here again like Like, we don't have good news again. Sorry. Like, you know, like, it really got tough for us, too, because we didn't have any good news, I guess, to deliver. And we've literally been waiting for basically this episode for 2020 to end so that we finally can, you know, be excited and hype things up for what they were. Because the truth is, is that 2020 was very difficult. But luckily, in comparison, 2021 will be a lot better. So last question, do you have any advice for people who like to set goals for the new year but have trouble following through? So we definitely are going to suggest that manifest list that we mentioned earlier, strongly going to suggest it. But as far as people not being able to follow through, I think, well, there's certain things you can do. It really all depends on the person and the situation and the circumstances and the goals You know, obviously my goal to travel more couldn't happen because of COVID, but I will say that like certain other goals were able to happen just by regularly putting in the work, not like on a schedule, but just maybe once a week or twice a week. I know I actually just talked about this exercise in therapy with my therapist, which would be to have like a master list of everything that I kind of want to accomplish and then pick one activity a week that I can do to sort of bring me closer towards that goal. And that could mean a lot of different things. So if like my goal for the new year was to like, let's just say, you know, I mean, obviously COVID pandemic, it's a little difficult, but like to spend more time with friends, maybe I can set up a Zoom conference with like two of my friends for one week and then maybe the following week it's just texting someone back or then the following week after that maybe I'll schedule brunch with someone that it doesn't become this whole like ordeal of like perfection and you know rigor but rather just one that's a little bit more casual because as long as you're putting in some of the work you're still bringing yourself closer to 
that goal, I think, you know, that is a really good flexible way to go about achieving something because you're not really forcing yourself. Like, again, if it was like to work out more, maybe one week you walk to work instead of, you know, taking the subway or maybe one week you take the stairs instead of the elevator. It's still a step closer towards your goal. You're still getting some activity in, even if it doesn't mean, you know, grinding it out at the gym for three hours a day. <laughs> yeah, definitely start small. And also to make changes in our lives, it takes time. It's not like you can just decide right now. I mean, you can try if that works for you. Like, good for you but like most of the time it really is a process and it's something that we have to consistently work towards so if you are someone who has trouble following through because you aren't being disciplined with yourself or you aren't you know keeping yourself accountable for what you wrote down then I definitely recommend what Jade just said which is you know make small goals write them down schedule them in you know on a weekly or monthly basis to help keep yourself on track But also sometimes our goals can change. So I feel like it's really important to also hold space for that because, you know, we don't know what the future is. Like when Jade wrote down travel more, she didn't know that a pandemic was going to happen. So sometimes there really, you know, should be an emphasis on being flexible with them and allowing them to change and evolve as we change and evolve because the truth is that we're always growing and we're always learning new things. So while it's important to, again, stay accountable and work towards things, I also think it's important for them to be malleable so that you could change them because there's no point and working towards something if it doesn't truly inspire you anymore if it isn't you know right for you anymore because sometimes we really want to do things and then once we get involved in them it becomes very clear that you know that isn't for us anymore so I think that that's a really important thing to mention as well that you know discipline is important but you don't want to be too rigid with it that again it's not enjoyable or that you know it just doesn't fit into your life so again it's about having a balance there and I also just wanted to briefly mention that you know, the astrological new year starts in April. So that's another good time to kind of have new resolutions and start new again. And I'm sure we will talk about that when we get there. But I wanted to point that out too, that if you're not feeling, you know, particularly New Year's-y at the moment, that we also will have another opportunity to begin again in April during, you know, Aries season when the sun enters into Aries. I will also say too, going off what Kara had said about making sure that you allow space for your goals to change, you might even have a goal that might be the same goal, but your approach to it or how you view that goal can be different. So using the like, I wanted to travel more example, say I want to, that's my goal is to travel more, but obviously a pandemic happened. Maybe traveling more can look like taking a trip to a local park and going for a walk, a park that I had never been to before, or going to like a beach that I've never been to before. Like traveling doesn't always have to be this whole like, oh, I'm getting on a plane and I'm jet setting to Italy to run off into the sunset with a beautiful Italian man. And maybe it just means going to a different park in your state for the first time and going for a hike that you've never been on before. So like that is a very possible thing that can happen. Similarly, if like your goal is to be more healthy, maybe that could mean physically healthy or mentally healthy or spiritually healthy or it can mean a lot of different things. Your definition of healthy might change over time and it might fluctuate. So I think, again, like allowing space for your actual goal to even stay the same but your approach to it change that is going to be another 
key thing for success as well. So yeah. Yeah, I know that Jade and I, sorry, one last thought. We always talk about the importance of meditating, but I feel like that is something that's really powerful too, especially in terms of manifesting and setting goals and also for reflecting. And obviously, you know, meditation is way more than just sitting down and being silent or, you know, listening to some instrumental music. I just think that setting aside time to be with yourself will also be a very important part of the process so that you can check in with yourself on how you're doing to kind of figure out if what you're doing is working for you or if like Jade just said if you have to kind of shift your mindset or you know have a different approach towards your goals like allowing yourself to you know think about those things and really setting aside time to dedicate to that can be really important again that could be you know while you go for a walk or it could be journaling or again it could just be sitting still whatever works for you I just really wanted to mention that as well because it is a really important part of the process yeah even if it just means having a realization in the shower it's still you set aside time for yourself and that's all that really matters that is me I do so much thinking in the shower wait so my new my new thing now that I'm home for the time being is the treadmill and I walk and then this is like kind of like low-key crazy but I like hold on to the handrails and I just like close my eyes while I walk and then I start visualizing things it's low-key a little weird but it kind of makes it more enjoyable and it takes me mentally out of my parents garage and into a tropical island where I reside in my head so you know maybe like that but anyway yeah that's true if you're gonna try scripting you also can script like mentally meaning if you don't want to write it down for I don't know whatever reason that's just not your vibe if you want to just lay down and really think through everything you're going to do in your perfect day or you know a day in your life in the future things like that laying down closing your eyes and kind of visualizing all of those things can be really powerful as well Yeah, and also we have an episode called Manifesting 101. If you want more manifestation tips, I always suggest referring back to that episode. We really went over some good techniques in that episode and some things that we personally had manifested and what worked, what didn't work. It's honestly, it's a vibe, so yeah. Okay, so that is it for our last episode of... 2020 it is really wild to see how much we have grown with this podcast and we are so 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 thankful for every single one of you who has tuned in every Monday to listen to us talk about astrology and again we cannot express enough gratitude for all the support and we are so excited for what is going to come in the new year and where this podcast will go, what transits we're going to talk about, everything. We're just really excited and looking forward to it. So yes, thank you so much, all of you for joining us on this journey, for listening to this podcast. It really means so much. Jade and I are so grateful and I just wanted to say thank you. And I also hope that you all have an amazingly happy new year in whatever capacity you know is possible given the current situations. But yeah, I'm wishing you all the best. Thank you all so, so much. Per usual, though, if you want to keep in touch with us and see what good stuff is in store as we go along, you know where to find us on social media. 
You can follow us on Instagram at Astro Millennials, where we kind of go over all the little transits and everything like that. Some good astrology memes. It's a vibe. But if you also want to follow our podcast Instagram, it is at BLME The Stars. If you want to follow us on Twitter, I am Astro with a zero instead of an O, J A D E. Kara is Astro with a zero instead of an O, K A R A, and our podcast Twitter is also at BLME The Stars. You can go ahead and check out our website, astromillennials.com, if you want to purchase our 2021 PDF, Astrological Handbook Survival Guide. It'll be available very, very soon. And honestly, it might already be up by the time this episode releases, but Anyways, if you're listening to this on Spotify, make sure that you are following us. And if you're listening to this on Apple Podcast, don't forget to leave a five-star rating and review. It really, really helps us and we are so appreciative when you do that. So make sure that happens. Anyway, that is all and we'll see you next year. Bye!